I'm here. All right. I'm here. What you're up? here. Anybody else? Anybody else we need here? Yeah, someone to listen. Okay. We'll give it a minute. Are you guys here? Or are you folks here? Because some of you aren't guys. Folks. Look at that. Look at that. Are you folks here? But I, I come from the East Coast where you say you guys like yeah, yeah. anybody. I'm trying to get myself out of that habit because you want to know something. There are a myriad of people who listen to Crime Culture, this podcast. Oh. I'm on a fucking roll. Look at that. Look at that. Nothing else may be going right, but this is this. I'm remembering it's to say the name right. of the podcast. And therefore, that's the only thing I need to ask for. Perfect. <sighs> so it's another week. D- another week in is. paradise. Am I right? Oh, you're in paradise? That's nice. No. I'm still in hell. It's like over 90 degrees here in Jersey. And uh, when it starts to get like that, it gets real fucking miserable in yeah, the, that's a uh, fuck no. the Lang and Leach household. Yep. It's rough. Yep. We're that's not ones that handle heat well. No, no, it's not. It, it, hot weather is not for you. No. You'll hear, You. I mean... Elliot is good, so he'll probably cut it out as much as he can. But you will hear a fan and an air conditioner going on in the background. Yeah, but I mean, they're not hearing a fan and an air conditioner. They're hearing sounds of the only thing that contains your happiness at this moment. Fucking ambiance, guys. Get that too. That too. That too. Yeah. That's a good point. So, what's this week? So, this week we're going to talk about the Glee curse. (gasps) And... I'm I'm going to say Glee Curse is Glee like the show. Glee like the show, but uh-huh. I was about to say it's subjective. Huh. Um but I wouldn't say that that's even accurate. <laughs> um because I, I have personally a yes. Will I be able to follow along as like cuz I haven't seen Glee? Yes, yes, you should be able okay. to follow along fine. I tried to keep it very um, generic, ge- g- general, but then also just like, how do I, how do I, like, I tried to keep it so that I'm explaining along, but it's not very relevant to, like, the oh, plot like, points of the show. It, yeah, yeah, okay. like, and there are a couple plot points where, like, I explain just because, like, there's some, like, connections or something, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then, and I, and I very generally explain them because unless you want however many seasons, I think it's like six seasons worth of too much, too much. If you want too much worth of Glee backstories, then I mean, you can go ahead and do it, but you're not getting it from me. All right, then. Okay. Let's get in it. All right. So first of all, we're going to start. This is, this is very strange. Because okay. we are starting with the pop culture part first. Whoa. I know. Messing with the format. I know. People going riot. Almost 200 episodes in. Oh, don't even tell me. That's crazy. Well, and and I mean, I've been ready to like piss off the Gleeks since I started working Whoa. on this. That's All what they're right. called. No, no, no. They're called Gleeks. I know. It's I know, like that I little thing that you do where you like spit the spit out of your mouth. Yeah. When you yeah. eat something spicy. Yeah, it's yeah. Gleeking. <laughs> We got it, um, you know. But, but yeah, I'm ready to piss him off anyway. So I was like, you know what? I might as well fuck up the format too. So Glee, for those who don't know, which I'm sure there are some of you, 
Um, there, it's a TV show that ran on the Fox network in the U.S. from 2009 to 2015. And it was created by Ian Brennan, Brad Falchuk, a.k.a. Mr. Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow's husband, and Ryan Murphy. And it starred Matthew Morrison, Amber Riley, Leah Michelle, Jane Lynch, Darren Chris, and as we'll get into in a little bit, Corey Monteith, Naya Rivera, Mark Salling, Melissa Benoist, and Becca Tobin, among many others. I think I read somewhere that including like uncredited background actors, something like 1,000 people have acted on Glee. Wow. At some point, at, like at least one episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's set in a school, so I imagine there's lots of like ex- school extras roaming around all the time and they yeah, do a well, lot of like performance scenes. So there has to be a big like audience and everything. They they do that. But then also like at some points, like the show takes place in Manhattan and we know how crowded yeah, Manhattan yeah. is. And so it's just, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities to have be a lot of bodies. It. Yes. <laughs> Um, so now it, it's a polarizing show. It's a polarizing topic. Um, there are plenty of people who never liked Glee, regret liking Glee, still like Glee, so on and so forth. But there's literally, there's no denying that the show was just a huge hit on multiple levels. Yeah. I think Ryan Murphy can like piss gold at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's had a false note at like any step of his career. Yeah. I mean, I don't know Maybe, his extensive but- background, but I know like. Every sh- every other show that comes out, it's like, oh, Ryan Murphy. I'm like, yeah, I, I get yeah. it, dude. I get yeah. it. People didn't love Hollywood, but at the same time, like right now, he has 911 and 911 Lone Star out. And if you think Ryan, for one that's second, Ryan Murphy shit, that's Ryan Murphy shit. I know. Oh. I told you, you got to watch it. It's really fucking good. You know what? There's something about Ryan Murphy's face that I can't stand. And anytime I see him like in an article for like an interview or something, I automatically hate whatever he's hawking. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, I mean, he he has what some would call a very punchable face. Um, it doesn't help that we'll get into this in a little bit. We'll talk about Naya Rivera and the tragic circumstances yeah. that befell her. But also, Ryan Murphy said something like, I didn't include this because I at the time I didn't think it was relevant. I didn't think we were going to be talking about this. Um, but he tweeted, I want to say, like, oh, I'm going to be creating like a fund for her family, specifically yeah. for her son. And blah blah blah. It sounds like her, four or eight or something four, like that. He's young. Would, yeah. He's, he might he might be five now, but at the time that we'll get into it that we discussed, he was four. But um her father came forward like months later and was like, Yeah, he never did that. He said he was gonna do it. I'm Ooh. still waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know very much about him. I don't but I know that he did that. <laughs> or didn't do and, that. Or didn't, yeah, or didn't do that. So getting back on track a little bit over the course of its six seasons and 121 episodes. And that doesn't include the 3d concert movie and casting competition, reality TV show, the Glee project project. I can't speak today. I watched the Glee project. You know what is weird? I watched the Glee project and not Glee. Isn't that weird? I mean, no, because I feel like, I mean, they were two separate entities and I mean, the Glee project gave us Alex Newell show too. Yeah. Yes, I, I watched the Alex, Alex Newell season. I watched the, um, who's the other one? There's a girl who's playing uh, Elphaba on, I don't know if she's playing Elphaba on oh. Broadway now, but she did at one point. She was on the Glee Project. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I don't I don't know. I just so know be, that Alex and, Newell. Oh, and that uh, one girl, uh, the one girl, Allie Stoker in the wheelchair. Allie Stoker. She was in Oklahoma. Fantastic. She won a Tony, I think. Yeah, she was on the she Glee did, Project. She did the Deaf West production of Spring Awakening. 
Yes, the, yes. The, yes, the, the um, inclusive This cast. isn't a theater show. This isn't a theater show. We're going to get so many yells. Um, but it... Th- so, alone, the show, not the Glee Project, just Glee, has yes, received a total... About. Yes, believe it or not. <laughs> even though we've brought up everything else. Yeah. Um, it has a, it's received a total of 194 award nominations, with yeah, 78 of those being wins. And that includes 32 Primetime Emmy nominations and six wins, nine yep. Golden Globe nominations and four wins, 30 Teen Choice Awards and 14 wins, yep. and three Grammy nominations. Well, no wins, shit. but three Grammy nominations. Was yeah, one for, for that show. Don't Stop Believing that was everywhere for like a couple of years? You know, I didn't dive into it, but we will talk about Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> <gasps> I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, so in 2009 alone, the Glee cast had 25 singles chart on the Billboard Hot 100, yep. which is the most, or was the most by any artist since the Beatles, um, who had 31 songs chart in 1964. And then the next year, that number tripled. They had 80 singles on the Hot 100. And then in February 2011, Glee surpassed Elvis Presley's record for having the most songs chart on the Billboard Hot 100, even though fewer than them also charted for it was it was i think it was like a quarter maybe even less yeah most of them did not chart for more than a week but elvis presley is less than a quarter of them charted for more than a week yeah elvis presley is one dude and glee is like multiple people on a tv show yeah but it's one track that's true I, i i also think that there should be like a different category i agree with you but at the same time i can understand why as of yet there has not been yeah but I just want to reiterate one more time, though, because I got confused by my own notes, but I get it now. Okay. So <laughs> they broke Elvis Presley's record. They had the most songs chart on the Billboard Hot 100. Yep. Now, here's where it got a little dicey, but I get it now. Okay. Fewer than a quarter of them charted for longer than a week. Got it. Okay. 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 Right. I was never a math girl. Um so they so hit in, real hard the week that the episode came out yes. and then they were, it like faded. Fizzled. Yes. Got it. Okay. Um, but then in 2012, the cast became the first and only act to place 200 entries on the Hot 100. That's like a lot. Like I know. I get it. I know. Um, so, yeah, I believe they're currently tied with Drake for having the most Hot 100 entries. Damn. Like it's something ridiculous. But and Drake cast, was also in a, a high school drama. He was. And did he sing? I think he was in a band with like Spinner and like uh, we're talking about Craig. Degrassi. <laughs> Craig. Degrassi, the next generation. Yes. Was his yes. Name? Not was to his be confused. Craig? Yes. Craig yeah, was. Craig. Um, oh, I forget his name now, but he uh, was on. He was in speaking he of Broadway. He was in the, the Carol show, King right? musical. He did have drug problems in the show. And he had like that whole on again, off again thing with Ashley, who Drake ended up dating in the show. Yes. Um, Jimmy. Jimmy was his name. Jimmy. We need to stop. Yep. Um, <laughs> so as we were talking about a little bit ago, a bit longer than it could have been, but tangents happen. <laughs> okay. um, the cast performance of Don't Stop Believin', which for those who don't know, is the landmark cover from the show's pilot episode. Like it's the one that oh, the show is probably the most associated with. Okay. Yes. I forgot that. Yes. Yep, yep. Um, and it's, but it, it is, it's like when people think of Glee, even if they haven't watched it, if they haven't watched like, like more yeah. than a few episodes they know that don't stop believing was a big one i think my high them. school choir did a cover of it every like high school did choir did a cover of it. of it yeah, yeah everybody did um but that song was certified gold on october 13 2009 for achieving over five hundred thousand digital sales Ooh. 
And then it reached platinum on March 16th, 2011 for having over 1 million digital sales. So yeah, everyone and their mother's fucking show choir knew this song. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And also, fun fact, it's not only just the Glee songs that got charted, like the Glee covers. Um, Actually, the series cover of Rihanna's 2008 single, Take a Bow, in their second episode, Showman's, Sales went up by 189% after they covered that song. Wow. Of the uh, 189% of the original? The track? original. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's Rihanna. Yeah. She's already like off the charts. But so per Rotten Tomatoes, the synopsis of the show that everybody who doesn't know it is probably like, so what the fuck is this? Um, the synopsis is, quote, musical comedy drama about the misfits who make up a high school singing club. And teacher Will Schuster, the one-time Glee Club star who leads them and must constantly protect his charges from the malevolent schemes of the diabolical cheerleader coach, Sue Sylvester. A high school musical with a bite created by Ryan Murphy, Nip Tuck, Glee was one of the breakout hits of fall 2009 and ran for five more entertaining seasons, end quote. I think I wrote six. It was five. No, it's six. six. I, I told six you math isn't my thing. Six plus the original. I told you math's not my thing. Um... End quote. All of that, all of that extra was also in the Rotten Tomatoes synopsis. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, whole, um, that whole fight between us. Yes. But speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, also the tomato meter rating is 70% and the audience score is 71% for the entire series. Yeah, for the series as a whole. Yes. And it has a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb and an 89% Google score. So if you're into it, you can watch it on Netflix or you can watch it on Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So getting into the Glee curse. The first incident of this so-called curse was the, spoiler alert, death of Corey Monteith, who starred as Finn Hudson. Uh, He played the school's star quarterback, who also had this, like, secret passion for singing REO Speedwagon in his shower. So he was, what's his name from High School Musical? Troy. Zac Efron. Bolton? Yes. Yeah. T as in Troy? No, C as in Corey. Um, (laughs) But so, yeah. So he had substance abuse issues for quite a while um during an episode on on inside the actor's studio monty said that his problems with substance abuse began when he was quote about 12 end quote yeah which is young um for those who don't understand why Haley went oof they went oh i started at six um don't know why six came up there but uh rough yeah so he continued to struggle throughout his teens before entering rehab at just 19 after oh his God. mom and his friends staged an intervention because they thought at the rate he was going, he was going to kill himself. Jeez. Yeah. So he explained later on in a 2011 Parade magazine interview that his drug use had become, quote, a serious problem, end quote. Um, but pretty much right after he got out of rehab, he started using again. Yeah. Um, so Monteith said, quote, I did the stint, but went, then went back to doing exactly what I left off doing, end quote, until he was caught stealing, quote, a significant amount of money, end quote, mm. from a family member, at which point he was given an ultimatum, which was quit drinking and stop taking drugs or you're going to go to jail. Like, I'm going to press charges. Wow. All yeah. right. So Monteith did. He said, quote, I changed my whole life. I moved to another city to live with a friend of my mother's who was recovering from addictions. And I decided I was going to try to try. I was going to start trying to learn how to act. End quote. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I'd say that worked out generally well for him. Yeah. 
Um, and he stuck with his sobriety. That kind of was like the push that he needed. Um, when he was asked on a Canadian talk show, George Strombopoulos, Strombolopoulos, somebody who's Canadian is punching me metaphorically right now. George Strombolopoulos tonight, that's what I'm going with. Whether he struggled with sobriety while living in L.A., um, Monteith answered, quote, no, I just redouble my efforts on what I'm doing, end quote. So All he right. seemed to be in a really good place. Yeah, that sounded like a, a healthy mindset to have. Yeah. Um, however, after years of sobriety, Monteith unfortunately did relapse and entered mm. an inpatient treatment center in March 2013 after an intervention was held on the Glee set with like his Ooh. girlfriend at the time, Leah Michelle, and his cast members, and presumably Ryan Murphy and his very punchable face was there. Yeah. And yeah, they all were like, You need to you need to seek help. So his character Finn was written out of the last two episodes of season four, so as not to conflict with his treatment. And he completed it on April 26th, 2013. And he was really, he was always very open about his issues, open about his his um, life as being a recovering addict. Mm-hmm. And this was no different. And he tweeted um, when he got out of rehab, quote, sending out big love to everyone. Thank you for the continued support. It means the world to me, smiley face, end quote. Mm. Just like, and then in celebration of his return to sobriety, he and Michelle went on a vacation to Mexico, and then they headed up to Monteith's hometown of Vancouver to visit his family. Okay. Vancouver, Canada, for those who don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't know, but now you know. So on July 13th, 2013, um, they were in between, they had just finished doing season four, and then they were about to start doing season five of Glee. Mm-hmm. Um, Monteith was found dead of a drug overdose at the age of 31. Um, He was found in his room at the Fairmont Pacific Rim Hotel in Vancouver. The news was confirmed by his reps, who issued a statement saying, quote, We are so saddened to confirm that the reports on the death of Corey Monteith are accurate. We are in shock and mourning this tragic loss, end quote. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, his manager and he, um, who his manager said that Monteith, quote, looked so healthy, so good. Nope. He said that Monteith looked, quote, so good, so healthy, end quote. Um, had gone out to dinner with the co-founder of Project Limelight Society, Maureen Webb, two nights before Monteith passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, according to Vancouver police, Monteith was out with friends the night before his death with hotel footage showing him returning to his room by himself at about 2.15 a.m. Okay. Um, I don't know where I should include this. I'm just going to put it here. Leah Michelle was not with him. She was back in California. He w- He was like literally staying in Vancouver by himself. Okay. Um, so he gets back at about 2 a.m. and his body wasn't found until later that day at about noon when a hotel staff member went to his room because he had missed his checkout time and mm-hmm. discovered his body. So Monteith's death was ruled as accidental with the preliminary ops. I can't speak today. I can't speak today. Um, his death was ruled as accidental with the preliminary autopsy got there. Found he died from, quote, mixed drug toxicity, end quote. And toxicology reports, to elaborate on that, showed a mixture of alcohol, codeine, heroin, and morphine in his bloodstream. Jeez. Yeah. So the fifth season was delayed to allow the cast, including Michelle, to come to terms with the loss. 
And then the series went on to address Monteith's death by writing it into the storyline of season five, episode three, titled The Quarterback, which revealed that Finn had suddenly died. They didn't say how. They left it up to everybody's interpretation, yeah. imagination, what you want to call it. And so the episode just kind of followed the rest of the characters and really the actors as they dealt with the loss, because apparently multiple accounts said that this one was just one of the longest episodes that it took to shoot. One of the hardest episodes that it took to shoot because people just kept breaking down in yeah, the middle of like their scenes. Yeah. Um, and actually as a fun fact, this is, this might be tangenty. I don't know. Um, it, but speaking on how difficult that was, there's a song so Naya Rivera covers that song, If I Die Young, by the band Perry. Yeah. And at the very end, she, like, loses it. She starts screaming, like, yeah. Matthew Morrison and Harry Shum Jr., another actor in the in the cast, they, like, go to her to, like, go hug her and everything. And she, like, pushes them and runs away and everything. I have heard that this is true. Somebody could very well be like, actually, that was debunked. But I have heard from multiple like sources that was in real time. That was not acting like she actually yeah. just lost it. And they were like, is she OK? And she just did not want to deal with it. I mean, I'm sure is, there's a, oh. there's a lot of that in that episode where it's like somebody's genuine yeah. reaction because like that's as raw as you're going to get. Right, right. And I mean, but just like, oh, God, like even I'm not like a big Glee. I was a huge Glee fan in high school. I'm not even going to try to lie about it. But, um, like, even watching that now, oh, I fucking lose it every time. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's so, like, you can just tell. You can, like, when somebody told me that that was, like, real, I went, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a reason why that moved me so much. It's because it was real. Um, but, yeah, so the show, the episode um, was the highest rated of the series since, uh, at that point, since season four, episode two's Britney 2.0, in which a character does like a bunch of Britney Spears covers because her name is Britney S. Pierce. Um, okay. Then, it, yeah, it's a whole thing. But um, yeah, th this the quarterback had 7.4 million viewers on the night it aired alone. Oof. Yeah. And in the end credits, it was revealed that the episode was dedicated to Monteith's memory. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would guess so. I yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, why would they not? But you know, it's just it's another like dagger in the heart. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and so that was the first big one that the that the show that that's affiliated with the curse. Um. A few other tragic incidents followed though. Um. Later that year, on September fourteenth, twenty thirteen, one of the show's assistant directors, Jim Fuller, suddenly died in his sleep. He was oh, only forty one. Yeah. Um, his obituary mentioned his storied career working on high profile shows, not just Glee, but like Weeds and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did. He he had accomplished so much in the short amount of time that he was alive. Yeah. Um, and the obituary part of it read, quote, he loved his work and dedicated many hours to the industry, end quote. Mm. And then less than a year later, on July 10th, 2014, Becca Tobin, who joined Glee in 2012 to play cheerleader and rising mean girl Kitty Wilde, um, she lost her boyfriend, nightclub owner Matt Bendick, when he was found dead in his Philadelphia, Pennsylvania hotel room at the age of 35. Whoa. Yeah. And according to TMZ, no drugs were found in Bendick's system, and there was nothing questionable found in his hotel room. 
Um, but his family did say later on, they told the Daily Mail that they believed that he died of a stress-induced heart attack. Jeez. Yeah. And that whole thing was kind of like funky too. And that people were like, oh my God, because Corey Monteith died on July 13th, 2013. And Bendick died July 10th, 2014. Okay. So not even a year had passed. And there's yeah. already like another boyfriend of a cast member. Granted, he's not also a cast member, but another yeah. boyfriend of a cast member has died yeah. of, in a hotel room, just dropped dead in his 30s. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Weird, but not a thing where I'm just going to go, <gasps> it's a curse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so next up comes the fucked up shit storm that was Mark Soling. Just him as a person, a fucked up shit storm. All right. Just fuck this guy. I don't know if you know about this one. I don't. Yeah, okay, because this one's fucked. This one is when I kind of was just like, mm, I don't know if I like Glee anymore. I don't know if I'm going to say that I like Glee anymore. <laughs> right. um, so for those who don't know, like Haley. So Mark Soling played Noah Puckerman, who went by Puck on the series. Um, no relation to the Midsummer Night's Dream Puck. He was not some cute little cherub motherfucker that was like getting into mischief. He, he had was a real like, square head, right? I mean, I guess. <laughs> Did he play one of he the... One of the jock guys. I said he was a football player. So I mean, yeah, I'm seeing somebody in the Letterman jacket. He had a faux hawk or not a faux hawk. He had like a mohawk, but it was like shaved. It was like short mohawk. Yes, it was weird. It was fucking weird. That should have been that should have been the indicator. But no, we were young and stupid. Um, You got like the bad boy in high school. That's 30. He was. He was. He was like the bad boy that has the good guy redemption arc. He gets the good Christian girl pregnant, but then he joins the uh, military, the whole thing. Wow. Um, Tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. Bad guy turns good. Life doesn't reflect art. Dude started out bad. He stayed bad. Maybe he wasn't bad when he was spoiler like alert. a yeah, fetus. Spoiler alert. It never happens like that. No, never does. Um, but in December 2015, LAPD's Internet Crimes Against Children Unit obtained a search warrant for Saling's Sunland, California home where investigators found more than, brace yourself, 50,000 images and 600 videos of child pornography on Saling's laptop, hard drive, <sighs> and USB flash drive. Wow. Yes. Huh. So all of those items were see- see- seized in the search. Seized. Yep, got it. Took me a minute, but we got there. I went from siege with a G to sieve with a V, but I pronounced it like sieve. I just, I need help. There we go. Um, so some of the files, not to trigger anybody, but some of the files did show children as young as three years old. Oh. Yeah. So it wasn't even like a, and I'm not saying that this is an excuse, but I know that I heard from like those hardcore child Glee fans, like the, like the 15, 14, like the ones that think Ted Bundy's hot. Yeah. Well, it was probably just girls who were like turning 17 tomorrow. No, these kids were young. These kids were children. (sighs) Yeah. Um, uh, so Soling was arrested and arrested, arrested. He was arrested. I need help. I need help. Everybody. <laughs> Somebody yeah, help me. He, he was taken into custody. Clearly he was taken into custody and he was put on bail. $20,000. That's it. Yeah. Huh. Thank you. Thank you. Haley's giving me a look of confusion. That was my fucking look when I was yeah, like, cause I you, knew the general story, but and don't you usually like you, you just pay a percentage of the bail. So he got out for like what? $2,000, $200. Like let's give, let's give the glee actor who definitely has some money in the bank, unless he completely squandered the fuck out of it. Let's give know, him $20,000 bail. He could have, 
Not that it matters anymore. But anyway, um, he posted bail within hours. <laughs> I am shocked. Yeah. yeah. So Saling had also to like backtrack a little bit. This wasn't his first run in with the law. Um, he had been previously accused of sexual battery by his ex-girlfriend, Roxanne Gorzella. And that was in January 2013. So about six years, give or take. Yeah. Um, prior. And Saling denied the claims that she made in the lawsuit. Um, his representatives issued a statement saying, quote, there is no truth to this. It's the textbook case of a disgruntled girl looking to cash in on a TV star's success. We turn the rest over to Mark's attorneys and have no further comment, end quote. Wow. But despite having no further comment, Soling then tweeted, quote, I always have and always will support appreciate your support. Terror and intimidation are things I'll never subscribe to. Love y'all so much, end quote. And Gross. then he later settled two years later in march 2015 and agreed to play agreed to pay i can't speak today gorzella 2.7 million dollars that's a lot of money for somebody who didn't do it yeah um but anyway so if we had any doubts during 2013 2015 at the end of the year suddenly we find child porn and then in May 2016, the Department of Justice announced that a federal grand jury had indicted Saling on charges of receiving and possessing child pornography on his laptop and memory. And I have memory drive. It's a flash drive. Fuck that. Um, the two count indictment alleged that he had received videos and still images of child pornography involving young girls in December 2015. Saling agreed to surrender to federal authorities on June 3rd, 2016 to face the charges of the indictment. And days after this indictment, he was fired from the miniseries Gods and Secrets, which he was like in the process of making. Um, and this was according to a Facebook announcement by executive producer and director Adi Shankar, who said, quote, he has been cut from the miniseries. I will personally be paying for the reshoots. And I hope that Mark finds inner peace. End quote. Had us in the first half. I was Oof. like, you fucking go. I don't hope this guy finds inner peace. I hope he finds fucking justice because look at all the people he's fucked over. But anyway, Shankar also promised that a percentage of the profits of the series would be donated to a charity for abused children, saying, quote, hopefully some good will come of all of this. The innocence of our planet's children is something that must be protected at all costs as entertainers. Our role is to be the conscience of humanity, end quote. All right. So, yeah. Um, at the end of June 2016, a judge delayed Saling's trial on the child porn charges, but eventually it did happen. And in September 2017, he pleaded guilty to possession of child pornography and basically like did a plea deal. So he was going to get about four to seven years in prison um, and then a lifetime requirement to register as a sex offender, which seems like not a huge punishment for yeah it seems like bare minimum yeah like it, it does and the best part part of this plea deal was also like if the judge decided to be like mm, i'm gonna give you more he had the right to completely like take the plea deal off the table huh i'm like how badly do we need this guy's info like <laughs> let's just throw the book at him um but anyway doesn't matter because on January 30th, 2018, which is a little over a month before his hearing, his sentencing hearing was scheduled, which was for March 7th, 2018, Saling committed suicide in the Sunland area of Los Angeles, California. A public information officer with the LAPD told Entertainment Tonight that a missing persons report had been filed on Saling at the Foothills LAPD station at about 3 a.m. that day. 
And then the police had conducted a death investigation at 8.50 a.m. and determined that Salling had committed suicide. Ooh. Yes. A black 2007 Infinity was also parked at the scene. And that was confirmed by Entertainment Tonight to have belonged to Salling. So it was, like, very fresh. Yeah. And in the days leading up to Salling's suicide, his attorney, Mark Proctor, said the client said that his client was, quote, focused on accepting responsibility, end quote, for his actions. And later on, after the suicide, he told People Magazine, quote, Mark was a gentle and loving person, a person of great creativity, who was doing his best to atone for some serious mistakes and errors of judgment, end quote. Give me a fucking break child I mean, I'm not, porn I'm, is a yeah, serious I'm not mistake trying to, like defend anyone but like obviously if his uh lawyer i know no 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 if if he if he decided that like suicide was an option i already kind of associate that with somebody who's having a severe mental health crisis so maybe uh an untreated um mental health issue could have led him to the child pornography i'm not saying it as an excuse or like trying to excuse it in any way but i mean this is still a person who commits suicide and it's fucking terrible okay i got two for you one very tough to say that it could be a mental health problem right now because and i don't know if you know this i know this because i've mentioned before my friend elizabeth is very active in Uh protecting children from abusers sexual abusers um there is a group of activists who, even if I could remember their name, I wouldn't give them the the opportunity of having airspace. But they are trying to get um, pedophilia registered as a mental illness so that they will not, pedophiles will not ser- have to basically serve time. So it's oh. not a mental illness. I just want to put that out there right now. No, I'm not and- saying, I'm not saying that that is yeah. that in itself is a mental illness. Yeah. But I was also watching uh, something while I was researching another topic. I was watching something that heavily um, featured people who have committed incest. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> so Not it's going to be a fun that. episode coming up, guys. Is um, this the Duggars? So, no. So oh, I, watched, okay. I watched a bit of that, and they were talking to um, uh, people that had committed incest. And I would say five out of five of them that they asked, they, they talked about what their crimes were. And it's like, well, what happened to you when you were a kid? It's the exact same thing. Mm. So it was a cycle of abuse. So I don't know what this guy's history was. If he was also abused as a kid, maybe, possibly, maybe not. Maybe he's just a fucking huge deviant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fair and true. I will say that does bring me to my second point that I had earlier, which was so in the American prison system, there are two types of people that are pretty much guaranteed to not come out of prison if they ever do the same way as they went in. And that Mm -hmm. can include in a body bag. And that would be police officers and pedophiles. If you've had child porn, if you've touched a kid, if you've done worse, all the other inmates target those people. So he also knew, like very often, we've talked about it before, very often people who have committed crimes against a child have to be put into solitary because yeah because they will other get, people yes yeah. other people will try to get them so i think that that i mean obviously i was not in his head doing this whole thing with him but i think that that was more than anything he was right up on 
the sentencing hearing, he was like very close to yeah. So if he maybe if he thought if he had gone to jail, then things wouldn't have worked out for him. Yes, I think that he was afraid. We are like we're saying I think and speculating. None of this is fact. We're just free free ball speculating. Free ball it. Don't do that if it's uncomfortable, but we're doing it. Um, But anyway, so next up, we're going to get to something that's a little, it's got a happy ending. (laughs) So, all right. So (laughs) that wasn't said confidently. I mean, it does, but it's really, it's a, it's a fucked up journey to the happy ending. Um, So on November 27th, 2019, Melissa Benoist, who many know as the titular character on the CW Supergirl, but her breakout role was when she played the shy ingenue Marley Rose on later seasons of Glee. She was kind of like following in Leah Michelle's character's footsteps. Okay. Except she wasn't nearly as annoying. Um, So she revealed in an Instagram live video that she was a survivor of domestic abuse by a former partner who she did not name, but she said he was younger. Um, And it was basically later revealed not by her, but by like people who were not her that the abuser was her former husband and co-star Blake Jenner, who played writer Lynn, one of Marley's love interests on the show, and he was on The Glee Project. Yes, I was going to say, I think I knew who he was. Yeah. He he was married? To her. For like a year. I don't remember when I watched The Glee Project with him on it. I think he was on the second season. I think there was only two seasons. I think, but yeah. he seemed very young. He was very young, though she talked about he was very young, but he's only two years older than I am. And if they if like they were married during Glee, so then that had to have been or he's two years older than I am, not younger. So then that would have to have been like if I was maybe like 20, he was like 22, give or take. Oof. Like, yeah, they were they were young puppies getting married um, for sure, especially in show business. Especially in show business. Yes, I agree with you. Um, I'm just, I pulled it up really quick here. So they got married in, oh, Wikipedia is helpful. They got married in 2013 or 2015. I'm going to go with 2015 just for like my sake. So that would have made him 23 when he got married. Whoa. Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. And she's four years older than he was. So she was about like 27-ish when she married him. But um, one of the things that she said was like, yeah, he was young, but he was so mature. He was so like he he acted like an adult and yada, yada, yada. Um, but he he played, for those who don't know, Ryder Lynn, who was one of Marley's love interests on the show. So there was also that kind of connection. Yeah. As well. Um, so Benoist said in the video, quote, I am a survivor of domestic violence or IPV intimate partner violence, which is something I never in my life expected I would say, let alone be broadcasting into the other, end quote. Um, She then described her abuser, who, again, she did not name, but it has since been revealed to be Jenner, quote, a, quote, magnanimous person who didn't really give you a choice not to be drawn to him, end quote. And she said, quote, he could be charming, funny, manipulative, and devious, end quote. So Benoist explained that the abuse was, quote, not violent at first, end quote, and that it started because of her husband's uncontrollable jealousy and possessiveness to the point that he would, like, go through her, like, phone and her email and, like, her electronic devices. That's not Um, a cute look. That's never, like... Don't do that. 
the over possessive. <laughs> nobody ever wants that. That's nobody. Yeah, that's a bit much. Chill. Though she did say that it was she was young at the time too. She was only twenty seven. Um, that it was she didn't see it as like a like a red flag. She saw it as like a oh like he really <sighs> cares. One second, Felix has just launched himself onto the there, desk. There's, but he now there's is, a cat butthole in, he knows in, my, there in my face. Is, he knows there is chicken just beyond the microphone. <laughs> Do you see this? He's refusing. He is digging in his heels, trying not to get put on the floor. I'm Perfect. keeping that in. I'm going to shame him. Um, everybody get out your bells. We're going to shame Felix. Um, even now, he's sitting. He's preparing to jump back up. We're so fucked. So she said that like these were red flags that she didn't really like register as being red flags at the time because she was young but also she was like it felt good to be loved really, by yeah. him so fiercely and to be like i think the word that she used was coveted mm, um okay and so yeah so she said that the abuse started because of all of that shit and that he would also get angry when she spoke to another man and would force her to change clothes if he felt that she was drawing too much attention to herself when they were going out not cute Nope, not cute. Um, that being said, she didn't, she, she like, she just thought it was nice. She she didn't, not nice and like, oh, he's so kind. But she was like, oh, this is nice. Like, I have a guy that loves me this much. Like, she didn't, and I think mm. part of that is the media that's to blame that makes you think that, like, a dude that gets that. Yeah. That, like, in the movies, they don't call that abusive. They call that passion. Yeah, I mean, every rom-com is a guy, like, chasing down a girl and, like, forcing her to love him. Yeah, or if a guy does show problematic tendencies in the movies, the girl's family hates him, the girl's friends hate him, and they're just star-crossed lovers. And, like, it's us against the world. It's not, hey, all of your friends and family fucking hate this guy because he's a shitty human being. Yes. Um, So, either way, things soon devolved she said to the point of negatively affecting her work um and she says quote work in general was a touchy subject he didn't want me ever kissing or even having flirtatious scenes with men which was very hard for me to avoid so i began turning down auditions job offers test deals and friendships because i didn't want to hurt him end quote again yeah, but then what is he doing like if he what, right. what happens if he accepts a role where he has to like have a love scene with like another girl like yeah he he <laughs> I don't know if you saw him on Glee. He wasn't very good. (laughs) So he wasn't getting all the roles. Her star was rising continuously. His remained, he was on Glee. Yeah. Like even now where people are like, oh, what's he doing now? He was on Glee. Like it's, it's, whereas she is literally fucking Supergirl. Yep. Um, But either way, Benoist still didn't, recognize this as dangerous behavior and said quote in retrospect i see that each red flag followed a very clear path on things becoming violent end quote we've talked about this before things are going to continue to escalate until somebody leaves or somebody dies and yeah, and obviously like hindsight's twenty twenty. it's yeah. so easy to say now like oh red flag red flag yes. but when you're in it and you're not like looking for those signs and you're and you actually you love this person you think you love this person and you're not talking about it with anybody else and then saying like hmm that's weird yeah or that that's not chill something uh not that chill happened last night yes my favorite Um, meme so but as we're saying all of this it's gonna escalate it's gonna unfortunately it did um 
At about five months into their relationship, Jenner began to get more violent and physical. Um, the first incident being him throwing a smoothie in her face, uh. and, which is is fucked up. But also, for those who have seen Glee, it was not lost on me. And I thought about not oh. mentioning it just because I was like, I'm not trying to oh, make a wow. joke out of this girl's like this woman's experience. She went through hell. But yeah, at the no same time. No one should Anything. have something like that thrown. Yes. No, that's no, horrible. No, no, but no, that no, was no. like that that's, was like a gag they on Glee. Literally, that was a gag on Glee is they would throw slushies in the Glee yeah. members' faces because they were such nerds and so yeah, that like, was like a promo detested. Shot. It was. It was a promo shot. It was like there was a, a like a subplot about it at one point, several points probably, but one that I remember at wow. least. Wow, I did and not I even was think like, of that until leave you said it, it. Leave it to like this dude's in Glee. His wife is in Glee, and you're going to, that's the thing that you're going to fucking do. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's not funny, haha, but it's funny as in, like, really? Like, yeah. That's strange. That's a weird That's connection. weirdly specific. Yeah. Yes. That's the Glee curse. <laughs> um, no. But so it started with that, but even still, like, out of fear, out of shame, Benoist didn't tell anybody, and things continued to escalate. Uh, she said, quote, the stark truth is I learned what it felt like to be pinned down and slapped repeatedly, punched oh so God. hard the wind was knocked out of me, dragged by my hair across pavement, headbutted, pinched until my skin broke, shoved into a wall so hard the drywall broke, oh my God. choked. I learned to lock myself in rooms, but quickly stopped because the door was inevitably broken down. <gasps> I learned oh God, to not value any of my property replaceable and irreplaceable i learned not to value myself end quote <gasps> oh my god that is right that is hard can you fucking yeah that's what i'm saying that's why again i wanted to be like i don't want to make a joke out of this but no, like that's, it that's just terrible that's so oh off. like can you fucking imagine like i'm i like no no um, one should make anyone feel like that that's so fucked up right um, Benoist gave another example in which her husband, after assaulting her, put her in the bathtub, turned on the faucet, and left the room. And then just came back and started to apologize, which she said he did often. Um, yeah. Still, unsurprisingly, the apologies didn't mean much. And she continued to suffer, not just physically, like, at his hands, but internally, emotionally. Yeah. Um, she explained, quote, I have changed and I am not proud of how I changed. I became a person who I could have never imagined lurked inside of me. I was livid at what was happening and the fact that I was allowing it to, to out of fear of failure. I experienced firsthand that violence begets violence. I started fighting back because rage is contagious. I developed an astonishing poker face. Inwardly, I was the ugliest version of myself I had ever known. I became unreliable, unprofessional, sometimes unreachable. There were stretches of weeks where I wouldn't get out of bed for more than two hours a day. If you met me at this time, I was most likely friendly, just to the point of getting close and aloof to the point of getting cold, end quote. Wow. Which, yeah, I mean, and that shit happens. You're not always, like, especially when you're in a, that high stakes of a situation, that high emotion of a situation, you're not always the, the best version of yourself. Yeah. You, the, like, those people don't just bring you down they suck like, everything emotionally out of you. yeah but and then they they take all of the good parts and then you you don't like who you are with this person but you also are too afraid to get away yeah so ultimately um this one's tough 
I promise there's a happy ending. Um, she becomes straw- Supergirl. She becomes Supergirl and she actually... Just keep that in your... Yeah, she becomes Supergirl and she also marries a dude on that show who was a lot better. Perfect. Um, a lot nicer. Good for her. Um, but yeah, the straw that broke the camel's back was when um, Jenner threw an iPhone at Benoist's <gasps> face. Oh! Which she said, quote, the impact tore my iris, nearly ruptured my eyeball, lacerated my skin and broke my nose. My left eye swelled shut. I had a fat lip. Blood was coursing down my face and I can remember immediately screaming at the top of my lungs. Something inside of me broke. This was too far. This is an injury that's never going to fully heal. My vision is never going to be the same. Whatever I thought love was, it certainly wasn't what I had been going through. I was so tired of living the way I had been living, but it felt too late to get out. Would it be safe to leave? End quote. So she went to the hospital. Um, She lied to the nurses about her injuries. Um, And she even lied to Jimmy Fallon. She went on his show to be interviewed, The Tonight Show, and he asked her straight up, like, in the interview, hey, what happened there? And she was like, oh, I'm just clumsy. It was an accident, which is, like, stereotypical abuse survivor behavior yeah. when you're in it. Um, finally, Benoist did confide in a friend and made the decision to leave her husband, saying, quote, leaving was not a walk in the park. It is not an event. It's a process. I felt complicated feelings of guilt for leaving and for hurting someone I had protected for so long. And yes, a mournful feeling of leaving something familiar. But luckily, the people I let in, the more I was bolstered, I never lost the sense of clarity that kept telling me, you do not deserve this. End quote. She also encouraged other people to learn from her story if they found themselves in the same situation, urging viewers of the video, quote, none of this is salacious news. It was my reality. What I went through caused a tectonic shift in my outlook on life. Breaking that cycle was the most rewarding, empowering choice I have ever made for myself. I feel an enduring strength and self-assurance that has dug its roots deep within me. I will be healing from this for the rest of my life, and that's okay. If you are enduring what I went through and you see this, you might be able to find the tiny straw that will break the camel's back, end quote. Yeah. And I think it's equally important to, if you're not, you're not the person going, in, uh, going through it, thank God, but if you're the person that that person comes to and says, listen, this is what I've been going through, it's so important to just like... Well, first of all, believe, believe them, them, listen yeah. to them and help them in any way possible. Because her friend could have obviously like, could have as easily said, like, oh, like, I'm sure he didn't mean it. Like, I'm sure he's sorry. Yeah. Um, and tried or to like, play nice it down. Guy. Yeah. Or she she like, could have been she could have been shot down and then too afraid to say something to somebody else. And it could have gotten a lot worse from there. So being the the person to. uh to agree and say, yes, what you're feeling is fucked up. Mm-hmm. You need to get out of this situation. How can I help in any way? Like, that is hugely important. That's hugely important. Another thing is also, you may be feeling a lot of, um, as the person that, you're, that your friend or your family member or whoever is telling this to, you might feel a lot of anger towards the abuser. You might feel a lot of, like, like outrage and... Like, it all comes from a place of love for that vic- for that survivor. Yeah. Almost said victim. Not a victim. Um, do not confront that, that abuser. Do not do it. Because yeah. the only thing that will happen is bad things will happen to that survivor. They, they yeah. will take it out on the survivor. They will not take it out on you. You provoke them. 
they won't punch you in the face. They'll punch the other person in the face. And then they yeah. will proceed now that they know that they've told somebody. They will proceed yeah. to tighten the decimate grip. their well, not yes, tighten their grip, but also decimate their character to anybody else who will listen. Yeah, just make it so that they cannot be believed by anybody else, and that they're a liar, and that they are manipulative, and that they're the one that's actually abusing them. And it's like it's a whole, you know, it's a whole cycle. Yeah, but um, so I that's the happy ending. I'm glad she got out. I'm glad that she had her happy ending from a career perspective, but then also from a just getting the guy, getting a nice yeah. guy, a nice young man, um, so to uh, so to speak, as like an old woman that I apparently am. Um, just like, it, I don't know. It's really, it's it's sad, it's fucked, but I'm very happy for her. Yeah. So moving on. Um, Next up is an incident that I personally don't think counts as being part of this so-called curse, but I did see it mentioned in a few articles about the curse, and I do think it's worth mentioning or pointing out or what have you, like, from a privilege perspective. Okay. So here we go. So last June, when um, Leah Michelle tweeted in support of Black Lives Matter... Former Glee star Samantha Marie Ware, who she played like, so the Glee Club was called the New Directions. Their competition were the Warblers. They were all boys. One was a very cute Darren Chris. Um, yes. Like, so she wanted to be the first female Warbler, basically, and then ended up like going with the New Directions and like was recruited under Leah Michelle's character, Rachel Berry, who like kind of was running the club at that point as like a teacher okay. herself. Um, this is all in the final season. So she was in the final season. And when Leah Michelle tweeted in support of Black Lives Matter, she retweeted it and called her out for making her life a living hell while they worked together. I remember when this whole Twitter war thing yes. happened. Yes. Um, she commented saying that Michelle committed, quote, traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in Hollywood, end quote. And for those who had heard the whispers, the rumors, um, Michelle kind of has a reputation for like less than stellar treatment of her yeah. fellow cast members and crew and things like that. Like she would feud with people. She feuded with Naya Rivera um, yeah, we heard this for like years. Yeah, like while would, the show was happening. Exactly. Yeah, she would like bully people. Um, so these all like swirled for years. Multiple members of the cast and the crew came forward with allegations against her, but unfortunately slash fortunately, the difference is that Ware's allegations came at a time during which, like, and this, this sounds really sad. I have no better way to put it. People were listening. People were paying attention because yeah. she's a black woman and people were paying more attention to how people of color were being treated and more yeah. people were paying attention to it. So people understandably were like, yo, that's not okay. And in a follow-up yeah. interview with Variety where explained, quote, I knew from day one when I attempted to introduce myself, there was nothing gradual about it. As soon as she decided that she didn't like me, it was very evident. It was after I did my first performance. That's when it started. The silent treatment, the stare downs, the looks, the comments under her breath, the weird passive aggressiveness. It all built up, end quote. So there was nothing that she could get away from with this situation. So Michelle apologized publicly. 
Yeah. Um, she said that regardless of her personal memories of the events, she, quote, clearly acted in ways which hurt people, end quote, which is like, I hate when people do that. Well, I remember it differently, but I'm sorry if I hurt you. Yeah, I'm sorry you took it this way. Yeah. Um, she also said, quote, one of the most important lessons of the last few weeks is that we need to take the time to listen and learn about other people's perspectives and any role we have played or anything we can do to help address the injustices that they face, end quote. Which, like... Okay. Okay, but... Yeah, okay. Um, so, in her Variety interview, Ware commented on the apology and said, quote... All that her apology did was affirm that she hasn't learned anything. Am I calling Leah a racist? No. Does Leah have racist tendencies? I think Leah suffers from a symptom of living in this world in an industry that is tailored to white people. End quote. I will also say, uh, I know she went to a high school that was very close to mine. Oh, I didn't know this. It's an area that is not hugely diverse. Mm -mm. Well, definitely wasn't more at the time that she was in high school. Um, but still it is, it's a lot of white around here. Yeah. So Mm. I can imagine that maybe that started early. Yeah. Because she wasn't exposed to a lot of other people. Right. Possibly in this area. Right. I don't know. Or it's just like coming from a supremely white area. Like I can remember putting on chameleon air. Remember like riding dirty by chameleon air. It was like peak 2005. Um, on the radio and I was told to turn it off because it was black people music. And that Ooh. is from a, yeah, but that is also from a democratic state that I grew up in that the person who yeah. told me this had also grown up in said democratic state. And that's gotcha. just, that's just, I'm not saying that's how it is in a sense of like, we need to do, we, we shouldn't do better. We should just let it go. But like that, like from a perspective of like, is that how things went down? Yes, it is. And also, I would say there's a huge part of that that's coming from a place of jealousy because oh, if the yeah. abuse started like at the time of her first performance, she could be like, "Oh, well, this is a threat. This is like the rising star who's supposed to be like the me replacement." Yes, that's Hang how on, a bitch. lot of these kids were. Like, yeah. she literally was training her character's replacements, even though it was the she last. She was like season. the Cersei. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like the Cersei who did not want fucking uh, her brother her to name? marry Gorgeous. somebody else. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's so there's that tidbit, um, which brings us to last July. Um, on July 8th, Ventura County, California, police confirmed that Naya Rivera was missing after finding a pontoon boat she had rented floating in the middle of Lake Peru in the Los Padres National Forest in Ventura County, California. Um, I'm going to take a minute here to just say that this is yet another instance of my minor pet peeve that lake peru is not a lake just like lake zor is not a lake it's a fucking reservoir masquerading as a lake well what i learned last was it last week we were talking about lakes and i don't remember i don't it's remember. the depth it's the depth that determines it it's bullshit anyway I, I as as an environmental specialist i think it's bullshit um, like, while you're talking yes i'm looking up lake versus reservoir all right cool baby this. let's do it um, so while, while you're looking that up, so the boat was found with her four-year-old son, Josie Dorsey, asleep on board wearing life preserver. And <sighs> Rivera starred on the show, for those who don't know, as this, like, sarcastic cheerleader, Santana Lopez, who was, like, really hardened and from, like, she's from Lima Heights. She's from the wrong side of the tracks. But, like, 
she she's very she's very raw she's very like what's the word that i'm looking for like blah 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 around the edges rough around the edges yeah um but like on the inside she has feelings um and she can sing like a motherfucker she was easily the best singer on that show mm-hmm. like just fucking brilliant um but she also appeared in 113 out of the show's 121 episodes so <laughs> wow yeah in addition to that she also was not like some small-time character um but according to an eyewitness, Rivera had arrived with her son to Lake Peru at about one o'clock that day. The eyewitness said, quote, it was a beautiful day. It was comfortable weather and there were other pontoon boats in the water and even a water skier. She looked like any other mother with her son going out to enjoy the day, end quote. So the attendance at, and the only reason I'm putting that in there, I want to put out. Normally, I would not give these eyewitnesses any time of day because they're clearly just trying to capitalize on like, oh, I saw a celebrity who is like missing now and they think she's dead. And I'm going to tell them I want to be part of this. I'm going to tell them, oh, I saw her. But I think that this does it it was worth mentioning because nowhere did they say, for example, like, oh, like she was clearly having a mental health episode or she was clearly like not well yeah, they said in some it was way. a normal day yeah it, she it was a normal day she was like acting normally it wasn't like a case of like she was say under the influence and therefore it would be easier for her to spoiler alert drown yeah um but so that's why i'm putting it in there but normally i don't put much stock in what these people have to say um so the attendance at the boat rental like kiosk stand area thing they only noticed that something may have gone wrong at about 4 p.m. when they realized that Rivera had never returned the pontoon boat. And Mm. so they went out and they found it at about 4.30 with Josie again inside. That poor baby. Oh, Oh I know. I can't even imagine. Well, and also she was, I didn't really include this in here. She was devoted to him. She loved him so much. Like she said on multiple occasions, she was like, the number one thing for me is being Josie's mom. Like, it's great that I'm an actor. It's great that I've been so blessed. But like, if it all went away, I'd still be his mom. Yeah. And just days before she disappeared, she had posted a photo with her and her son, like a selfie. And it was like just the two of us or something like that. Yeah. Like very much like he was her. He was her little man. So Josie told the authorities that after he had gone swimming with his mom in the lake, um, who and I should also mention Rivera's life preserver was found on the boat along with her purse, her wallet and some food. Um, Mm. so she pushed him back up on the deck of the pontoon boat, but then never resurfaced a pontoon boat. It's like, it's, it's a, it's It's like like a a, platform. Yeah. It's got like a platform. So it's kind of like, you've got a dock attached, but the dock is for like you to get in and out of. Um, so according to many people familiar with Lake Peru, there are strong currents that like occur in the lake in the afternoons and it's led to many similar tragic accidents in the past. Wow. Um, so with Josie's story, police believed that Rivera possibly had only enough strength to push her son back into the boat before she succumbed to the current. Wow. Yeah. And she was also apparently a strong swimmer. It was not like a case where she was yeah. like, that's why she didn't wear a life vest. Like she was a good swimmer. Yeah, it's not like she's one of those idiots that, like, rents a pontoon boat and, then like, once you're in the middle of the lake, you're like, oh, I don't know how to swim. Yeah. 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 But, no, she was great. Um, so, authorities searched until it got dark that night and then said they would resume the search at first light the following morning, at which point Ventura County Sheriff's Office Deputy Chris Dyer told the press that Rivera 
was believed to be dead and that the search had gone from being like search and rescue to a recovery mission mm-hmm. saying quote that hasn't changed anything in the efforts that we're putting forth to locate her it kind of changes the title in a sense we're presuming that an accident happened and we're presuming that she drowned in the lake end quote so in a press conference ventura county sheriff's office spoke per- spokesperson sergeant kevin donahue said that rivera had experienced boating she had been to the lake before but after talking to her son they did not believe that rivera made it to shore that she was yeah. somewhere basically they were like the the boat had been floating like all over but they were like if like wherever the boat was when she could not make it back in that's where her body will be we just don't know yeah. where that is um so search efforts continued for several days they used divers drones cadaver dogs sonar technology rov technology and even a coast guard helicopter Wow. But the length of the search, it took days. Like, I want to say, hang on. It took about it took about five days. It took about a business yeah. week. Yeah. I remember I remember the uh, reports coming out that she was first uh, missing. Yeah. And I remember um, like every day there's like no new news. Mm-hmm. Still haven't found anything. Mm-hmm. She's still missing. I'm like, geez, what the heck happened to this woman? Yeah, well, and and, and I'm I remember I'm still like refreshing Twitter, refreshing Twitter because like it just it's so unbelievable, and it's also I think really unsettling when it's somebody who's so close in age to you, and it's somebody that you grew up watching. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. So like there were like conspiracy theories. People were like, I see a person on Google like Worldview or whatever it is. Um, she wouldn't have left her child like that. Well, so what people were theorizing was that it wasn't that she would have left her child. It was that the current did drag her away. So she swam to shore and then was trying to get back, but was lost okay. in the woods because it was it's in the middle of a forest. Not saying yeah. it was accurate. Spoiler alert. It's not accurate. But that's kind of like the stuff that people were like, they were like, cl- see, like, that's clearly a person that's laying down right there. And okay. so, like, I like I saw all of it and I was just like, oh, please, like somebody help. And like she also so. Tia and Tamara Maori from Sister Sister, they grew up with Naya Rivera and her family. Yep. And their brother Taj Maori, who everybody knows from fucking... Smart guy. I was going to say smart guy, um, full house. He was in Baby Daddy. Like, he's just, he's done so much. Um, he and Rivera had, like, a thing. Like, all throughout growing oh. up, they were, like, on again, off again. And he, I remember, tweeted or posted something along the lines of, like, I did not think that was it for us. Like, I really thought we were getting back together and that we were endgame. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that being said, the length of the search, people were not happy. Um, a lot of people believed that it was actually, um, basically, it, it was, they were putting out all of these resources, but the amount of time that they were dedicating to the search was not adequate. Like they, for example, yeah. instead of searching overnight using spotlights, it would be like nine o'clock and they'd call it off until first light the next morning. And that's wow. Yeah. And that's hours of time. That's not, but they, but the, what the, the LAPD said, what the Ventura County police department said, they were like, but it's low visibility. And so then people were like, well, if it's low visibility, why wouldn't you use lights? And so it was like a lot yeah. of back and forth um, that people felt they didn't have enough human effort basically going into this. Um, and it okay. wasn't just fans and like spectators so Heather Morris, who I mentioned before, she played Britney S. Pierce, um, uh-huh. who, who she frequent her character frequently was like, I'm Britney Spears. Um, she played she was um, Rivera's former co-star, but also her close friend. And she played Rivera's love interest on the show. Um, yeah. And 
So she actually volunteered to like contacted the Ventura County Police Department and was like, I will help with the search. How do you need help? And they turned her mm. away. So weird. Okay. Some people questioned whether or not this, like all of these issues with the search were the police retaliating against Rivera. Um, this She was a woman of color, first of all, but she had also been vocal in supporting Black Lives Matter protests. And there was okay. like a big, for those who didn't live in the U.S., like there was a big like movement of Black Lives Matter last summer due to a variety, like the murder of George Floyd, the murder of Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, um, just... Yeah, the list just the, the keeps list, going. Yeah, the going. list we'll keeps talk more going. about it. Um, so... They believed that that was like that basically the police were like, oh, well, she thinks the police need to be defunded or whatever the fuck. Like, then let's see how she deals with defunded police when people are looking for her body. That's what people thought. That would be supremely fucked up. It would be supremely fucked up. And I mean, I'm not saying they're incapable of doing that, but I will say that they denied all of this and they said that it was because, as I had said before, the boat wasn't anchored and floating all over the lake. So they didn't know where yeah. the spot was that she could have drowned. So they had to look all over the lake and that there was a lot of like plant life and vegetation in the lake that was making it difficult to like basically move around and see. And um, I guess like if you're like if you're looking for someone that went missing because of like really bad currents, you don't want to put your searchers in a dangerous situation so like that's maybe fair. that could have been an excuse i don't know uh, yeah i don't know either but that's a that's a valid like point i don't know whether or not it's it's a thing um but i will say donahue said quote in this particular lake in that area there's a lot of trees and plants and such that are under the water that can cause entanglements it makes it unsafe for the divers and it yep. makes for a more complicated search never mind i guess you did answer that i knew it sounded familiar right. i researched this a while ago um continuing on he said all of that um if the body Real is quick, entangled, before you move on i want to tell you what the difference between a lake and a reservoir is can i finish his quote yeah go for it sorry <laughs> i didn't know you were continuing your quote i'm sorry i'm um, the worst go ahead so he said if the if the body is entangled in something beneath the water it may never come back up we don't know end quote yeah i think they said that something similar to that about a bunch of people that go missing in um lakes in national parks i want to say lake tahoe is not in a national park but oh don't look at there's me. a lot of know. people missing in lake tahoe um <laughs> but anyway the difference between a reservoir and a lake google is telling me that a lake is where surface water runoff and maybe some groundwater seepage has accumulated in a low spot relative to the surrounding countryside but a reservoir is a man-made lake that is created when a dam is built on a river River water backs up behind the dam, creating the reservoir. So reservoir sounds man-made, lake sounds natural. Yeah, but here's my here's my issue. If it's a man-made lake, then it's not a fucking lake. We can't call it a lake. This is going to be my pigtails thing next. This is going to be my next pigtails thing. I'm waiting for people right, to come for right. me, which also, just to, for those who missed it, for those who missed it, two braids, pigtails, two ponytails, not pigtails, and that is the hill I will die on. Anyway, now I'm all pissed. Um... Another another person who commented on the search was one of the divers, Max O'Brien, who um, tweeted in a thread, quote, the visibility is something uh, the visibility is about one to two feet. And then in some clearings, it's up to three to five. There's a lot of tree branches and overgrowth from when the lake was lower. So we're digging through, breaking through sticks and searching a heavy brush bottom. 
under the water, it's a lot by feel. Again, there's a lot of shrubbery and sticks that we have to break through as we're going through. So it's kind of a braille search, end quote. The sheriff's wow. office also said, um, like, basically in response to to Heather Morris being like, I asked them to if I could help and they said no. And like a lot of fans were like coming forward being like, can we help? Yep. Um, they tweeted, quote, for those intent on searching for Naya Rivera on your own. One, the lake is closed. Two, temps are already in the 90s. Three, the terrain around the lake is very steep and rugged. Our teams are well-equipped and highly trained. We don't want to have to rescue you, end quote. Which is like... I mean, I can, I can also get that. Yeah, I get that. Like a lot of, like, amateur sleuths yeah. who are trying to find the information that the police can't find, like, trying to go and get it and put themselves in a dangerous situation. I feel like that happens a lot when, like, when someone goes missing mm. and there's a general search area... And people are like, oh, let's go search bound down by the abandoned quarry or whatever it is. I'm <laughs> like, mm, abandoned if someone, quarry. <laughs> if someone's already missing there, let's not have a bunch more people go missing there. Like, don't enter a mine shaft. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I think that's words to live by. Don't enter a mine shaft. Don't enter a mine shaft. Don't enter a mine shaft. A mind shaft. Don't that too. <laughs> don't enter that either. You need therapy for that. No shafts. Just stay away from the oh. shafts. Um, whoops. All right. This is um, getting even farther. Yep. That's okay, though. Um, so. <laughs> I'm okay. Is that the last one? Is there, is there no more doom and destruction from this, uh, kid's acapella show? We haven't found the fucking body yet. Can you sit down? <laughs> Everyone knows what happens. It just happened. Um, so it did just happen on July 13th, to be specific. Blah, 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 blah. Authorities confirmed they had found and identified Rivera's body floating in the water of the northeastern area of the lake at about 9, 10 a.m. In what many believers of the Glee curse feel was an ominous coincidence, the day that Rivera's body was found was also the seventh anniversary of Monteith's death. Whoa. Don't I mean, that's whoa. A, that's We're just, not giving that's this. a coincidence? Yes. Yeah, it's a coincidence. It's an eerie coincidence, but it's a coincidence a horrific, all the same. horrific, terrible coincidence. Yes. Unrelated yeah. coincidence. Uh, um, yeah. I know, but I need to I need to put that out there because there are people who truly believe this, just like there are people who truly believe Ted Bundy was hot. Um, So using dental records, the Ventura County Medical Examiner's Office was able to confirm the following day that it was Rivera's body that was found. And they declared the cause of death to be accidental drowning in a statement that read, quote, the circumstances and visual characteristics all indicated that the body was that of Naya Rivera and the identity has been confirmed by dental comparison. The body has been x-rayed and a full autopsy has been performed. The autopsy findings are consistent with a drowning and the condition of the body is consistent with the time that she was submerged, end quote. The autopsy also revealed that, quote, no traumatic injuries or diseases or disease processes were identified, end quote. Mm. They also, it also determined that there was no indication that drugs or alcohol played a role in her death saying, quote, but specimens will be submitted for toxicology testing, end quote. And as of now, and I'm pretty sure we're past that point, nothing has come up. Um, Yeah. So in response to Rivera's death, over 50,000 people, as of the time of this recording, have signed a change.org petition. The petition reads, quote, Naya Rivera is not the first nor the last to go missing at Lake Peru. Lake Piru is a very deep lake with very bad whirlpools. People have been asking for years for the city to put up warning signs for swimmers. 
Locals of Ventura County don't go to Lake Piru for this reason. Tourists have no idea what they're getting into. Lake Piru needs signs. We're tired of waiting. We need justice for all those who got lost at Lake Piru. Put up the signs, end quote. And as of now, no yeah. signs have been put up. But it and is. And it takes like a famous person yep. going going missing. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, so Lamentations of the Glee Curse pretty much became news at about this time that Rivera went missing and then her body was found on the day that Cory Monteith died seven years prior. Yeah, people um, love to find synchronicities. Exactly. It became like national news. There were tons of headlines that were talking about the Glee Curse, the Glee Curse. Um, even Perez Hilton, who for those not those who are fortunate enough not to know who he is um he's a celebrity gossip blogger based in the u.s he's really he's just he does he like he just really goes for the jugular and it's not in a nice way um he tweeted about it saying quote this glee curse is real end quote in response to news of rivera's disappearance um several others basically like echoed these sentiments including the hill reporter neve ellis radio host Michael Pelka, um, comedian and podcaster Tina Wargo, and South African radio personality Leroy Wright. And then when original cast member Diana Agron divorced her husband from Mumford & Sons a, a month after Rivera died, the the cries that the show was cursed just grew stronger. Well, now and she's yeah, getting a divorce. Just Yeah, tragedy just befalls everyone who's yes, on the show. Yes. And like, No. Like, Rivera should have been wearing a life jacket. It's so fucking tragic, but who knows what how that could have changed had she been wearing a yeah. life jacket. Monteith had a history of substance abuse. Um, Saling's sick child yeah, this isn't porn. Like, this isn't like Final Destination, like no. something was coming for them. It's like, these are all tragic, horrible things that happen, but not outside the realm of possibility when you look at it for more than five seconds for more than five seconds and again i want to reiterate what i said at the beginning of this episode like a thousand people have been on this show at some point in time yeah, yeah. um so uh, believe it or not that's gonna happen like there was another one that i didn't include here and it was some actor who was on like four episodes of the show or something like that had been in a dui like and that was attributed to the curse and yeah, i'm like come if on you look into, if you look into like all the background actors and just like set people people that worked on the show that weren't on screen like i'm sure you could find like a million other things but then if you go into any other show i'm sure you can find the same thing yeah it's just that this somehow got so publicized probably because the show was so popular so obviously like right. you're always digging into these poor people's lives felix is back Buddy, they you got it. Can you give me ten seconds? Can you give well, me? He's 10? jealous of he's, he's jealous, jealous of, being, of the listeners. All of the oh, that too. <laughs> all of the attention all the time. He also nice have... wide shot of a butthole. <laughs> he's just he's scaling my chair. He's very talented. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him that because then he thinks that he can do it, and then I can't catch him when he's about to do something stupid like he is. He's now. very shonky, buddy. 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 Oh my god! He doesn't He's have claws. You're fine. Yes, he does. What do you mean he doesn't have claws? Yes, he didn't does. He him, didn't he get him removed? Not no, by you. We not all by know me. This is yes, yes, yes. I didn't remove him, but also it's the front feet. The back feet those, those are, are fully armed and fully dangerous. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know how many scars I have on my body? I sound like a real mother. 
I mean, um, I could show you a doozy right now, but nobody listening is going to care. So I'll do it's it true. Later. It's true. They're going to say too many tangents and I'm not going to disagree with them. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep this to a to a minimum. But yeah, um, TLDR, like it's a large cast. And also saying that Glee is cursed just like suggests not just that the rest of the show's cast is doomed, but also it just it takes away from the trauma that these people went through. Like it it just desensitizes yeah, it's boiling it down it. to oh, it was just the curse. Not yeah. like this is a horrible thing. That, Maybe people should have been a little more on top of Corey Monty. I mean, you're not gonna stop somebody who's right, that deep into right. like drugs and everything right or like maybe she should have worn a, a life vest yeah again hindsight's 2020 how many times have i gone out in the water and not worn a life vest like yeah terrible yeah. things are gonna happen yeah and that's not limited to one show one person one group of people i mean the idea even of a cultural nexus like glee or like a movie series or anything being cursed isn't even new like it's been going on for years we've done episodes yeah, exactly. on it yep but just it might be a coping mechanism. It might be just something for like people to like exercise their creativity. I don't know. People just want to find the patterns. Like that is so interesting. Yes. And I mean, and I can understand that, but again, it just, I feel like it just detracts from the real pain that those who experienced it firsthand felt like saying this is a curse. Isn't going to help Naya Rivera's family. Yeah, exactly. Or her sweet little boy. Um, but yeah. Um, that's that's all. That's that's the curse. That's not a curse, in my opinion. But the non-curse. The non-curse. But how else are we going to get people to be like, curse? All right. Well, that's that. Um, you can go to our website. It's crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. There you'll find all of the links. You can email us. Uh, crimeculturepod at gmail.com we just got an amazing email of the most adorable kitten in the oh, world hi Daisy May and Ava oh. but more Oof. more than anything oh, Daisy May look at that Ooh, utter had, angel face I had severe angry hands which you didn't understand I didn't. angry hands is when you see something so cute and your hands just turn into claws and you just want to murder whatever the cute thing is so I got very bad angry hands looking at that adorable cat understandable um, we have a new Patreon supporter, you can we do patron. Yes, patron. patron. Uh, you can go to our Patreon and also become a patron. Can, can pa patron? Patron? Patron. Oh, can Jesus we also say hi Christ. to the patron? Can we just not like ignore them? Their name is Stevie. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I didn't have it. I didn't have it pulled up. That's the only reason why. Okay. I knew you were and on then, top of and it. Then, you got it. And then I mean, we have others too, but Stevie, you're new, so so hey. 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 hey welcome to the club, the crime culture and club. Old and old bees, we love you all just as much. Yeah, the ones that are patrons, maybe a little more. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, <laughs> well I'm, no. I'm turning into kombucha girl. Well, <laughs> unlike unlike my mother, I do not have favorites. Um, so nope, no favorites. Yeah. Well, I have. I do have favorites. It's the people who send me pictures of their animals. That's fair and true. That's fair and yeah. true. Shout out to Sin. My sketch of my kitties showed up today, yeah, and, and once I get it framed immediately sent me a photo of it and made me extremely jealous so <laughs> get fucked go fuck yourself no 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 um, no. you don't need to go fuck yourself because i got my picture and that's all that matters and also if i can read an excerpt from her note that she sent along with it um I love it. happy belated birthday and thank you and Haley. but it's not her birthday now is it blah 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 blah, blah. and i just um, want to say Haley, <laughs> Haley. Um, now you know what it's like to not be the favorite so <laughs> 
I quit the marinate in that. Marinate in that. I'm done. All right. Bye. Glee curse, I guess. That's Struck true. again. Anyway. Destroy yeah, the podcast. Um, <sighs> Patreon, Facebook, we have one. Instagram, Twitter, all that dumb shit. No LinkedIn, just, though. No, just go to the dumb shit and yeah. we'll be there. We'll be there doing our dumb shit. You know what? Another week, guys. Another week in the books. Look at that. Woo! Who'd have thought? Not me. Not me. Will we be here next week? Let's find out. <laughs> I mean, it's anyone's guess. <laughs> yeah. At this point, though. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.